When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there, and welcome to Thank the Maker, a podcast about heroes, princesses, scoundrels, hokey religions, ancient weapons, and all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Adam Russell. I'm your host, who's sitting right next to you in the same room. So cool. I'm Ryan Key. Hey, everybody. I'm so jealous. Oh, my goodness. Where are you, Nick? <laughs> I'm home in my living room with some gardeners chopping down what sounds like an, an entire house and trees <laughs> and forest next to me. So They're, they're deforesting Orange, California <laughs> yeah, yeah, next yeah. door. Less to burn down when uh, the fires start, I guess. But uh, <laughs> hey, I'm Nick, and I'm jealous that I'm not in the same room with you. Dark. Uh, we have a guest host. We'll get on to the real guest. But the guest host is... Sarah Maciel, your resident travel agent for Star Cruiser. Welcome back. Hi. Love that. Thanks for having me. And also, with the most appropriate timing ever, on Tano Tuesday, friend of the pod, (laughs) second time featured on Thank the Maker podcast, none other than Ashley Eckstein, voice of Ahsoka Tano. Hello. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey. It's going really good. I think now, uh, moving forward, I should only come on the podcast on Tano Tuesdays. That's perfect. Sure. (laughs) Anytime. We didn't even plan it this way. (laughs) But I have to tell you, I had a chance to get a sneak peek of the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, and I immediately was like, I need to go and thank the Maker podcast first and tell them all about it. So thanks for having me. Of course. We are very welcome. Thank you for being here. But I think that puts us in an interesting category twice in like a six-month period. Because, so this is the first thing you've done to talk about it. Yeah. Other than an Instagram Live that I did, um, y'all are the first people I'm talking to about it. That's So we're probably the first (laughs) podcast to get news out like this. The first Star Wars podcast. And then seeing as how we are all going literally on the second ever voyage, mm-hmm. you got to wonder, I don't know, question is, is Disney doing like a press thing that goes beyond like, you know, the New York Times and the LA Times and like, are there podcasts that are going to get invited early, early? Like if they're not Before extending, us. yeah, if they're not extending the press invite, which you'd think there would be a press, like press trip, a couple of them before it actually goes live. If they're not going past actual like associated press magazines, newspapers, then we're also going to be the first podcast to travel on the Star Cruiser and cover it post-trip. I'm hoping. Like, I feel pretty cool right now. I I really, yeah, we are in, we are in a very cool kids club right now. (laughs) Ashley, can you confirm whether or not we're actually pretty cool? (laughs) (laughs) You're definitely pretty cool. Sweet. I can't confirm, you know, who's going on. um, Right. But do you have your dates yet, Ashley, when you're actually going to go and stay overnight and do all that? I, I don't. I don't. I I heard a you know rumor that I might be able to go on yeah, yeah. prior. I to figured it. that's going to happen, and there's um, going to be a lot of invites be. before. But it it opens the first of March, right? Yes. And and we're yeah. So we're going on the third. We're literally literally going to be <laughs> on the second ever trip. I can't believe it. That's amazing. So I don't know if you guys saw this, but they're doing a Make a Wish trip specifically. Prior oh, wow. to it opening in February. Wow, yeah. cool. That's rad. Can you imagine that kid, those kids? I mean, dude, that's just, come on. It's amazing. I mean, it's our one thing minds to be are like, going to be blown. I know, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's one thing for, and uh, you know, to, to, for your make a wish to be like, I want to go to Disney World or go to Disneyland, which is obviously like probably the most popular one. But like, well, specifically, young man or young lady, would you like to go to space? Do you want to go to Star Wars? Yes. <laughs> I want to go to Star Wars. <laughs> well, I was actually at uh, D23's Destination D when they announced that. Cool. And they were telling me that, yeah, there are, there are already so many wish kids asking to sail upon the Star Cruiser. And I just, I think that's incredible. And it really fits with 
kind of the legacy of Star Wars. Every chance I get, I actually love to tell people how awesome George Lucas is because I, you know, he has in the past received so much hate from fans. And the experience that I always had with George Lucas was was nothing but positive. And he's one of the most giving and charitable people I have ever met in my entire life. So I try to share all of like the amazing things that I know about him. And um, back before he sold Lucasfilm to Disney, you know, whenever we would do a premiere or a press event, he always tried to tie it to a charity because he felt that if you were going to put so much money into something, uh, you might as well do good with it. So our press events were often tied to Boys and Girls Club or Make-A-Wish. Like it was a really, really important charity for, you know, uh, Lucasfilm and then obviously Disney. So I, I love that Disney's doing this because I also feel like in a little bit, that's a way to carry on George Lucas's legacy. Yeah, cool. That's so awesome to hear about him, especially given what a lot of folks, probably half of the population doesn't realize that Star Wars is really about at its core. It's kind of a socio-political take of a very forward-thinking dude years ago who just wanted to tell stories of hope and sort of fighting the darkness in the world, in the galaxy. Rebellion and resistance. Yeah, so it's, it's just so great to hear. We like George. <laughs> yeah, George, George is awesome. There's a lot of people out there who would sell their company for four and a half billion dollars and literally give all of the money away. They're just, they're, they're, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're all growing the on trees. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, let's talk about the Galactic Star Cruiser. Please. Let's come talk on. about the Halcyon. I'm ready. So we, Can, before you go, hold on, before you go, Adam is very concerned with spoilers. I was about to say, but yeah. I said, I said, dude, you're in the business of spoilers now. Mm, we have yeah. a podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, you know what? I am keeping that in mind. I really, okay. I don't want to spoil anything for you all. Cool. I, I kind of just want to set up the expectations because, um, I will say I went into my sneak peek with preconceptions and my one huge takeaway is that you really should throw out all of your preconceptions because it's actually a lot different than even what you think and what you've heard. So, so um, I, I wrote down the quote, you know, from Yoda, you must unlearn what you have learned. <laughs> nice. That's my quote. <laughs> okay. So, so this is like, this is like Adam's lesson. He didn't get before going to see the last Jedi. Exactly. <laughs> I did the opposite. I told Yoda, man, I don't, don't give me your advice. <laughs> Old as hell, dude. Um, so, so maybe quickly describe before telling us anything specifically about the star cruiser, Describe what your first look consisted of. You weren't staying overnight. It wasn't a full-blown trip. So what was it like? Yeah, so great question because it was just a sneak peek. I spent most of the day starting with a panel with the Disney Imagineers. So I actually wasn't on the Star Cruiser during this panel. I was at another Disney hotel. Um, we had the chance to hear from the Disney Imagineers who helped make the and, and build and conceive the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. And then um, we got the chance to ask questions. And then we got to have lunch and they brought us out some of the dishes that they are going to serve on the star cruiser. So it was an amazing lunch. Uh, and then from there we went, actually we got to board the star cruiser and we were on board for about four hours. First we got a tour and then we got to participate in play testing. Cause right now it's actually fascinating. It's still under construction. Some parts are very much done and some parts are very much still under construction, but um, they are constantly play testing. So Disney cast members and their families and some friends are currently going into the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser and testing out all of the activities. So it was really cool that we got to be a part of that. Oh. Nice. I like the term all of the activities. I like that. <laughs> There's a lot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Sounds awesome. I noticed when you posted that you were there, so did Amy Ratcliffe and Kristen Braver. Were you all together, I assume? Or Yes, we were. Yeah, okay. We were all together. It was gotcha. it was a small group, mm -hmm. but uh, you know, they definitely assembled a bunch of, you know, nerds and geeks and <laughs> fellow Star Wars fans. So that's great. it was awesome to experience it together. And being aboard the Galactic Star Cruiser, it's definitely better as a group. Yeah. Like, I'm thrilled that y'all are going on together because um, it's it's a lot of fun to do as a group. Not to say that you couldn't have fun by yourself, but it's really designed to do uh, as a family or with a group of friends. That is good to know. Oh, I, 
I can barely put together words because I'm now I'm just like <laughs> thinking well, about this. I want you to drop the audio clip from old school when Stifler's like, "Yes, that's awesome!" <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! So you mentioned construction being ongoing, play testing as they go. There was the clip of Josh Demero touring and then trying out a few things. He was doing the lightsaber training. I would assume that that is not maybe the final version, what we saw there, or what I accidentally saw and didn't want to see, but saw anyway. <laughs> you were doing research for your podcast, I was. as I yeah. say again. You know what? I can't speak to whether it was the final version or not. I do know that what we experienced was not even the full experience. Right. So I know there are other other aspects to it. There are other things. And then also, depending on your story, it could change. So um, come on. I, I think I should even back up a bit though and, sure. and just kind of go back to what this is before we get into the experiences. Because I think one of the biggest things that when they first said it, honestly, I thought it was like a marketing line. But then as I learned more about the experience, I couldn't agree with them more. One of the first things they told us was that this is not a Star Wars hotel. And when you hear that, you're just like, well, what do you mean? Of course it's a Star Wars hotel. But it's really not. When you when you think of the word hotel, usually when you think of a place where you go and stay, it's like a resort or it's, you know, an all-inclusive resort and you stay there the whole time. A hotel, you know, it really isn't the right description for it. And this is even beyond a resort. This is a full-out, immersive, yet intimate experience. Hold me. Like this is a vacation <laughs> experience unlike anything you've ever experienced in your life. And trust me, everything I'm sharing with y'all today, these are not marketing lines. This is me as a fan wanting to share with fellow fans how cool this is. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I just don't even know what to say. So what I'm hearing is like one part immersive theater, one part LARPing almost, kind yes. of, one part classic Disney Imagineering, and then some. Oh, yes. All I heard was a painful checking of my checking account <laughs> next year <laughs> after I go the first time and immediately look on StubHub or wherever yeah. someone's hot, like scalping reservations for three times the price. That's all I heard. And I do appreciate you uh, coming to us as a fan because that's ultimately what we are too, you know, and we could be analytical till the end of time about things, but ultimately we just love Star Wars. So we want to have that experience. So I, I do appreciate you coming to this whole experience or talking about this whole experience as a fan? Oh, definitely. Definitely. I mean, I, I'm pretty easy to please. Uh, I'll be honest as a star Wars fan, as a Disney fan, I'm pretty easy to please. Like I can, I can enjoy myself almost everywhere, but I did go into this with questions. I did go into this with, you know, like I said, preconceptions of like, well, is it going to be worth the price? It doesn't look huge from the outside. So what is it really like on the inside? Like I had all of these questions and it, it blew me away, like literally blew me away. I will say, and this is one way to describe this, it's the most epic Star Wars playset you can even imagine. And then you get to live in it. So <laughs> the, like the Imagineers wouldn't say this. This is me as a fan. This is how I describe it. You know, when Rise of Resistance came out, there hadn't been anything like that. You know, in in the in the past, like we could experience things and we could watch Star Wars, like we could see it, but then when Rise of Resistance came along, it was almost like we were in Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Like all of a sudden you went inside of it. Now, take that a mile further. Dude. So imagine if your ride vehicle in Rise of Resistance just stops in the middle of the ride and then you get to get out and then you actually get to stay there <laughs> for two yeah. days. And then on top of it, all the Disney cast members and, and the characters interact with you and come to life. And then Adam, to your point and what I want to get to, cause this is what completely blew my mind is it is live action role play. Like you were literally LARPing for two days straight. Like, <laughs> It is a two-day show that you are a part of, but then you also help determine the show. 
Like it's 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 mind blowing. It's amazing. Like it's not just like a performance. I'm just like you watch. I'm giddy. Yeah, you're like <laughs> in the show. You're in the story. It's it's amazing. Oh, it's gonna be so much fun. I don't think there's been a moment in my adult life where I have felt less my age than I feel right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. Sorry, go ahead. So I know in your Instagram live, you had said this is for Star Wars fans and this is for people that love Star Wars fans. Yes. If somebody is really not into LARPing and they just kind of want to chill and hang back, are they still going to get a good experience from this? Versus like the people like us that are going to be hardcore, like, <laughs> don't talk to me. I'm on a mission. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, they, they absolutely will. They absolutely will. I mean, this experience is for everyone and it is what you make of it. I mean, you don't have to go on and participate in all of the activities or all of the missions. You can go on and just, you know, sit in the, you know, the lounge and, and play a hollow sabak game and just, you know, relax and live your best life. Like you can do that. I would recommend that this is going to be the most immersive vacation experience that anyone has ever experienced. Like there's literally nothing like it that exists today. This is the first of its kind. So I do recommend to people that you immerse yourself. You don't need to dress in costume. You don't need to create a character. You don't need to, you know, participate in kind of, you know, live action role play. But I do recommend people go and just enjoy the experience and immerse themselves and just go with it. But if they love a Star Wars fan, like I was saying, they're going to love watching the joy of someone who is a Star Wars fan experience this. That's awesome. So that leads me to two questions. One you touched on in what you were just saying and a second just kind of like a, a broad question about all of that. Something I've wondered all along is we talk about on the podcast so often about how, you know, the fan base forgets that Star Wars is for was originally sort of made for kids, you know, like yep. like George Lucas's passion originally was like, I remember growing up and loving these space adventures. I want to make my own, you know? And so how well, if you if you know, you may not be able to tell from the sneak peek, but how well do you think they're going to balance the experience for, you know, 10-year-olds versus li- literally 40 to 50-year-olds <laughs> yeah. who are acting like 10-year-olds. 40-year-old you know, like, <laughs> podcast hosts. Yes. 40-year-old podcast hosts who are also, like, competing with the little kids for the time. And right. The, like, right. So, yo, yo, give me that, kid. Like, that kind of stuff. So that's one question. And then the second one, and you can answer at the same time, is what's the protocol for what we can wear? Okay. Well, I am going to kind of separate those two questions. Okay. So the first question, uh, I, I touched on it, but I didn't explain it. The reason I said that it is an immersive yet intimate experience is because there's only 100 rooms on the Star Cruiser. Mm. So this is an estimate, but if, if there's only 100 rooms and you know, you're averaging, let's say, three to five people per room, you're only going to be on the ship with 350 people. So it, it really is going to feel very personal. You're going to get to know everyone. The crew is going to get to know you. So that was one thing. Like I went in thinking the size was almost to its detriment. And I walked out feeling like, oh my gosh, no, the size is is to its strength. Awesome. I actually loved how kind of intimate it was. So that was awesome. And so to that point, it's kind of like Star Wars, right? Star Wars is for everyone. Kids take away something from Star Wars, and so do adults. And this vacation experience is going to be the same. You are going to make what you want of it. So going back to the crew members for a second, those crew members, so imagine like when you go on a Disney cruise, you meet the cruise director. Imagine if that cruise director was an actor. And all of a sudden the show that you watch at night comes off of the stage and now you're a part of the show. So instead of talking to just regular Disney cast members, you're you're talking to crew members and everyone is playing a role. And now you're a part of that. So as guests, kids are going to have their own storyline and their own questions, but you all can come on with your characters 
And you can have a completely different relationship with the crew of the Halcyon Star Cruiser. Like they're going to interact with you based upon what you give them. Wow. Yeah. No, it, wow. it's, you really do choose your own adventure. Sorry, crew, we're coming. <laughs> yeah. And, and to that point and, and kind of leading into the costumes, I do recommend that you go on with your character and with your costumes. Okay. Yeah. Like you really should go on the ship and imagine like, who are you? You know, the Halcyon Star Cruiser is like a luxury Star Cruiser in space. So what's your backstory? Why are you there? Are you a smuggler? Are you a rebel? Are you part of the First Order? Are you Mandalorians? Are you bounty hunters? What are you? And then cosplay is 100% encouraged on the Halcyon wow. Star Cruiser. So full full armor can full be armor. worn on the, sh- on the ship. Wow. Armor. Can be That's on the incredible. ship. Wow. So there <laughs> there have been some details released on what is and isn't allowed dress code wise though. So there are some stipulations, right? That we I think we reviewed last time with you, Sarah. Right? No like full floor length robes. So they said floor length robes are fine. Okay, you just can't well. wear those to Batu. But I think oh, they okay. said like helmets you couldn't wear. Okay. Either on the Star Cruiser or on Batu. Okay. So I would listen to Sarah on that one. They we asked the question and it sounded like they said 501st come on board you know with your costume cool. so it's probably for ba- it's probably for batu i i bet yeah. i bet you have to yeah. remove your helmets and you can't wear cloaks you know so that you mm-hmm. can't be hiding anything under that's that's yeah. a security they, thing they did say that you know the rules on batu on other planets need to be adhered to yeah. Yeah. <laughs> local laws regulations you know <laughs> yeah i mean definitely ask um the powers that be before you board the star cruiser uh about helmets because um we did not kind of dive deeper into that question yeah but if they said 501st come on board they have yeah. to know what they're saying when they said that i mean that's the most fun part of the costume to build. Am I wrong, Mike? I, I mean, that's <laughs> like the helmet. It's, I mean, it's the part that draws your eyes the most to what you're, what you've built, you know? So I dude, I can't wait to be sitting at dinner, watching somebody drinking their dinner through a straw up into the helmet, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just refusing to take it off. Yeah. I can, well, yeah, I, can't wait. I, I will say, I, I hope I'm right. I would definitely double check that point, but they said all costumes are encouraged and I will say plan to spend extra money on board because the merchandise in the store is unbelievable. Like so beautifully done. It's exclusive to the Halcyon Star Cruiser. So you're not going to be able to buy it outside of the ship. And, you know, I posted something because I I hosted the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser panel at Destination D and I got to wear the replica Padme Amidala cloak. It's Um, gorgeous. Oh my gosh. And it's just as gorgeous in person. Like it's a beautiful crushed velvet. They painstakingly looked at it. They went to the archives to get the details correct. So it's a, I mean, a beautiful replica cloak. They actually are selling Tegruda headtails, like legit. It looks like Ahsoka's headtails. They are selling uh, Twi'lek headtails that are legit, you know, captain's coats. So if someone doesn't have a costume, you can certainly buy something on board. I kind of recommend come with your costumes and then still buy stuff on board because you're going to want to take it with you. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think this is such immersive and immersive experience really just go all out, immerse yourself in it because you're going to have more fun, in my opinion, if you have a character and a background because when the new uh, cruise director, Captain Kivan, comes up to you and asks you who you are and why you're there, you're going to want to, you know, share with her who you are and why you're there and you never know the information you give could lead to how they treat you and what you do yeah. and who talks to you. And there's a lot going on. That's so neat. I can't wait for you to write our script, Adam. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm Todd from Omaha. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's Earth. <laughs> so here's where I'm struggling. I want to go all out. I want to build a character. I want to have awesome costumes ready to go. But then seeing the merch, like the cloak, the headtails, that black dress, that black dress, I would wear it. Every single day. Yeah. (laughs) 
what do I do? I felt well, the same way. I was like, my costume idea in my head, I'm like, it's garbage. It's all garbage now. This stuff that, looks amazing. Yeah. <laughs> well, then I would say you're there for two days. So maybe plan your costume because the second you get on board, you're like going immediately. Like that, that's one thing. The itinerary is pretty jammed packed. And so it's not like you're going to get on board and you're going to have a long time to just get settled. I mean, you can if you want, but there's a lot going on. So I would say come on board with your day one costume and then buy what you want um, in the store and wear that for day two. Lightsabers, lightsabers, rules, regulations. Uh, So yes, you can definitely bring on lightsabers. I I didn't see what lightsabers would be available on ship, but I also was at destination D23 and Josh tomorrow did prove that the actual lightsaber is real. Oh, Oh, that video was so cool. But we don't know if those are for sale. We don't know if those are for sale yet, right? No. I, I would assume they're not, right? I don't think so, but I yeah, don't know. Not. They didn't um, They didn't talk about that at all when we were there, and we didn't get to see it during our sneak peek. I'm hoping bare minimum, whether or not we can buy them or not, we could at least use them, like on the ship. That would be cool. Well, the thing for me is, you know, I have my killer lightsaber that I built at Galaxy's Edge that I want to bring, but I'm, I'm just wondering the logistics of carrying that around with the blade yeah. in the whole trip, you know, like... Are they going to be needed in situations, you know? Like, <laughs> right, right. Are we going to have to... <laughs> bust I, out I, in battle. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I have a feeling, Ryan, that you're going to want your lightsaber. I mean, you can yeah. keep it in your room when you don't need it. But I just, I have a feeling there's going to be impromptu just kind of lightsaber training or, or battles <laughs> in, you know, in the atrium. Like, I, I think you're going to want it. And it'll be interesting to see how they could manage some type of battle situation without like people just, you know, beating the crap out of each other. Like, yeah, how, yeah. how is that going to be safe or yeah. insured for Disney, you know? Yes, I, I definitely think there's going to be safety standards on the ship. So <laughs> I don't think there's going to be fights breaking out, but I do think people are going to have their lightsabers and they're going to want to continue to practice their training outside of the, the lightsaber training. So, and to Adam, to your question earlier, you know, it was, it was really cool. I thought it was going to be more like, I guess maybe like combat training, but it wasn't, it was like the actual, you know, laser training that, Mm -hmm. you know, we see. And I did get to do that and it was a lot of fun. Nice. And there's even extra, it's, you don't just use lightsabers. There's, there's other tools and um, everyone helps each other. So it was a really fun experience. I'm so excited. So you talked about boarding. And even though you didn't do the full experience, did you still go through the sort of spaceport, take the shuttle to the ship, that whole experience? Uh, Yes, we got to see the pod, but we didn't launch Mm -hmm. in the pod. Um, So there was a little bit of Disney magic on how we got uh, from the the spaceport all the way up into the, the Star Cruiser. But this was the part that, like kind of blew my mind. You know, if you've, if you've been on a cruise, you know, you know, the feeling like once you're out at sea on the ship, like you feel yourself rocking and then it's this motion feeling that even when you get off the ship, you still feel like you're rocking. Mm -hmm. Well, almost immediately when I stepped aboard the Halcyon Star Cruiser, there's space all around you and there's the sounds of space and you see out the windows in space and you're moving and my brain instantly played tricks on me. I felt like I was cruising and flying through space. Like your body feels it. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. It's really cool. (laughs) Sarah, you've got, you've got some good questions in here. You want to go ahead? Sure. So what expectations did you have going into it based on like what the space would look like when you open, I know you said Disney magic, but when like the launch pod opens, what were your expectations going into it and how did it meet up or exceed? Well, I mentioned in the beginning the size of it. So you're not supposed to see the the building per se because it's it's not. It's a star cruiser in space. But I live in Orlando and I know Disney well. So if you know where it is, 
you know where the building is. And so, you know, for basically over the past year, I've, I've watched this be built and I had my questions. I really did because from the outside, you're a little confused, but to compare it to the TARDIS, it's bigger on the inside. (laughs) It really is like when the doors opened and we walked into the Halcyon Star Cruiser, it feels very grand but yet feels like you're on a ship. So, you know, if you're on a a cruiser in space, like it's not going to be mass. I mean, I guess some could be, but you know, it's not like a Disney cruise ship where it's so, so massive. It feels exactly like it should Mm -hmm. like, like for a ship in space. And it feels very grand. Like there, there was never a moment where I felt claustrophobic. It felt like the perfect size. And going back to the intimate experience part, that is to its benefit because you're you're just going to feel very personal. You know, sometimes when things get too big, you lose that kind of one-on-one aspect of something. And right. everyone's going to be known on that ship. You're, you're probably going to get to know everyone. They're going to know you. Um, the crew is going to know you. It's very, very personal. And then the activities are really going to bond you. So another big activity that we participated in was the bridge training. The bridge is unbelievable. You know, in Star Wars, when you see in various shots, like the bridge of, of certain ships, the best way I can describe it is, you know, when you walk into the room in Rise of Resistance with all the stormtroopers, And it, you know, it's not quite as big, but you know how grand that feels and how it takes your breath away with the the massive screen. Yeah. It's like that. But then (sighs) now imagine that you get to learn to fly the ship. And it's, it's not just like, oh, push a couple buttons like you do in Smuggler's Run. No, this is like legit. I mean, we trained for an hour. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh yeah. No, it is like legit. I mean... I don't want to spoil anything, but it's life size. Like it's, it's just yeah. life size and you, you are, you are learning how to do it. And it's, it's not just like a simple training. Like I said, it's, it was an hour. Speaking of pressing buttons on uh, rise of the resistance. <laughs> do you know my story? No. Uh, what happened? Okay. So everywhere in galaxy's edge, you're encouraged to touch things and press buttons and interact with stuff. Right. So I was doing that everywhere I went. We were waiting in, uh, I guess, the part where you you get lined up in your groups of five or whatever, five or six, by the First Order, and they're really just giving it to you, you know, just calling you rebel scum the whole nine yards, right? You're lined up there. Yeah. As we got into that that room, that, that not to spoil this, um, the room before you get into the vehicle, right, that takes you on the final part, the, the, oh, yeah, yeah. the cart, whatever, right? You get into that room before the thing happens. As we're going into that, there was a big red button up to the right of the door, which I hit on the way in. I turned around and it shut the door. It was the actual button that the <laughs> cast members were, that they shut the door with. The door opened up again or opened up after I shut it. They came in and pointed at me and they said, come with us. <gasps> Pulled me out. And I thought they were still in character. I had no idea. I was like, whoa, did I just unlock some like secret thing? You know, am I about to go on some side voyage? I was, but I was actually getting in trouble by Disney staff. The cast members, there was, it was a total good cop, bad cop thing. Two of them took me over to this little side room, and I'm kind of grinning. Though. I'm just I, trying to contain my smile, you know, because I'm thinking it's real. And the, the one cast member goes, listen, I know there are a lot of things that you can touch and press around here, but some things you're not allowed to. And in a split second, I, I go, oh, my God, you're not acting right. You're out of ca- I'm so sorry. I had no idea. It just completely. And the guy who was with her was was like, "Okay, I understand. I understand." But she was she was furious with me, and he so was mad. like, "It's okay. It's okay. You're gonna miss this part of the ride, but everything's okay. We're not gonna kick you out." They just put me back around. I got back in the the car later. But uh, turns out there are some buttons you can't press. Oh, that is hysterical. Well, yeah, I'm sure there are some buttons you can't press on the Star Cruiser. <laughs> Sounds well. like it. The big red ones uh, up high next to the doors. Maybe don't hit those. Oh, Good advice. Guess. It's just because you're tall. You're like the only one who could see it. So you're like, what's this? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Batuu, though, 
Because one of the questions that was asked, and this was one thing I was wondering, you know, for those of us that have traveled to Batu quite a bit, we're wondering, can you stay on the ship instead of going to Batu if you want to experience more time on the Halcyon Star Cruiser? And the answer was, you definitely can. You can do that. I mean, the, your adventure is what you make of it. But what I found interesting is they promised experiences on Batu, like the mission will continue on Batu, mm-hmm. And there's going to be Easter eggs. Actually, there already are Easter eggs on Batu. So, Like right now? Oh, right now. Let's so go. <laughs> the Star Cruiser was supposed to open closer to the time of when Batu opened. And obviously because of COVID, it, it never did. So they planned Batu and the Star Cruiser at the same time. So underneath our noses, this entire time at Batu, there have been all of these Easter eggs about the Halcyon Star Cruiser, and we've never known it. So Whoa. you're going to find out about those Easter eggs. They're going to send you on missions on Batu. I don't know if it'll be like Lightning Lane or how they're going to do it. They didn't go into detail, but they did ensure that the guests from the Halcyon Star Cruiser will get a chance to ride both rides. They led us to believe that you know, they would arrange these rides. So again, I don't know if it's just like a lightning lane pass or if they're going to arrange it at a certain time. I didn't get that answer, but you will get to ride um, Rise of Resistance and Smuggler's Run. They also said appointments for Build a Lightsaber and the Droid Depot would be made available. Um, It's not included in your price for the Star Cruiser, but Mm -hmm. appointments would be made available to you. But um but yes, that there will be missions on Batu that will follow you back to the Star Cruiser. And, you know, I feel like we were promised that a little bit with Batu, where your story would follow you, but they are truly delivering on the Star Cruiser. Nice. The crew is going to know you, and if you decide to interact with the First Order, word's going to spread that you're interacting <laughs> with the First Order, <sighs> and that may change how other people talk to you and deal with you. So your story really will follow you. I wonder how they're going to react to people showing up in Jedi garb. Yeah. It's like so not in the storyline at the you know of the the <laughs> time the timeline. That we've talked about a lot on the podcast. Are they ever going to change the timeline? Is Batu stuck between Force Awakens and Last Jedi forever? You know, like, because Ashley, I don't know if I've told you this before, but one time I was talking to a cast member and I don't remember how it came up, but I mentioned that I had gotten a yellow kyber crystal in my lightsaber from the workshop, which I, which I love having that. And I said something about it being, you know, the color of Ray's lightsaber and they were like, "Mm, no. I don't think Ray has a yellow lightsaber. You know, like they're committed to like, it's not in that time. Personally, I I just don't think that can go on forever. Like, I think they're going to have to change it at some point. But if we show up, you know, if we three show up head to toe in Jedi garb, like, how is that going to play out when there are no Jedi in the galaxy? Yeah. Well, I I don't know what they will say to you. However, um, on the panel I did at Destination D, Matt Martin from Lucasfilm shared that the Halcyon Star Cruiser is tied in to the Star Wars story. And it goes back to the prequels, to the original trilogy. I mean, Anakin and Padme actually sailed on the Halcyon Star Cruiser. And there will be comics about this. I just got goosebumps. Oh, I know yeah. there's Everywhere. something <laughs> there's a tie-in with the High Republic too, I believe. Yes. Somewhere. Yeah. There's a tie-in with the High Republic. There's a tie-in with Aura Singh. And Zam Wessel. So they are coming out with Marvel comic books about the backstory of the Halcyon Star Cruiser. So I think they will know about the legacy and the legends of, of Jedi. And I think that goes to what I was saying in the beginning. You're not just watching Star Wars. You are going to be a part of it. So if you board as Jedi, well, then who's to say that you're not Jedi? Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Well, I'm, um... I'm becoming very aware of 
your time and our time here. So I want to make sure we hit a few things. I know, Sarah, you had some questions about food. Yes. yes. And maybe a couple more about merch. Food. Well, I mean, the food looks absolutely amazing. I personally don't eat seafood, which a lot of the food looked like. I'm like, I'm not a very adventurous eater, but I'm excited to try it. Maybe not the blue shrimp, but I'm excited to try it. Um, But what did you think of the food? Do you think it's more kind of like reimagined earthly food, like how they've done at Docking Bay 7, where it's just kind of presentation is different or is it completely new stuff? So it is kind of reimagined. The flavor profile will be similar to what we have here on earth. But the food is is going to kind of give you a tour of the galaxy. So there's going to be foods inspired by different Star Wars planets. And Sarah, I am allergic to seafood. I don't eat seafood. You know, I didn't try any of the seafood, obviously, but I had a delicious lunch. Um, so I had a mix of the regular items and the plant-based items. Everything I had was delicious, like everything. Um, My favorite thing, though, was they had this cheese bubble bread that looked like bubble waffle pita that was really just a grilled cheese and then um, like a cup of tomato soup. And so it was really just grilled cheese and tomato soup. But it was the coolest grilled cheese and tomato soup I've ever had in my life. So everything is going to be like on its own tray. And you're just going to have such a wide variety of things. From what I heard, breakfast and lunch will be more serve yourself style. So not a buffet anymore. We don't have those. But like you'll be able to pick what you want. And then at night, it sounds like it's going to be more like formal dinners where you will have a a taste of the galaxy. But you do not have to worry. You are going to eat so well on the Star Cruiser. I'm so yeah, excited. we weren't able we weren't able to get the the fanciest dinner. We tried, right? But it was just we we couldn't get it. So yeah, captain's table's hard to get. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Oh. But that's just a seating arrangement, right? There's no special food type with that, or I think there is. I think there's like a few extra dishes that you get, and then obviously you get to sit with the captain and interact with her some more. Right. Um, but there's only eleven seats at that table, and with two dinner times, it's twenty two. Well, I guess forty four people of the three to four to five hundred people that are going get yeah. to experience this. So it's it's hard to get for sure. Again, this is so. This is my StubHub dilemma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, did um, you have another one about food, or was I had one about Sublight Lounge? Did you get to visit Sublight Lounge, and how would you compare it to like an Oga's Cantina? So I did get to visit Sublight Lounge. I was obsessed with it. Um, It is not a cantina feel. It is more of, for lack of a better word, a a Star Wars lounge feel. But the lounge actually was probably one of my favorite parts of the ship. I don't know how else to say it, except it was just cool. I I have a, um, oh, I have some pictures here. This is the bread service. There's purple bread in there. Whoa. It was so good. And that's like a pimento cheese dip that goes with it. It's unbelievable. Oh. I have a picture. Oh, and here is, can y'all see? I know this is a podcast, so everyone's listening can't see. But that's like <laughs> yeah. the, the bubble bread. I'm showing you all. Cool. But okay, so I'm, I have my image of the Sublight Lounge. Oh, no, I don't. Sorry. I lie. That's oh, here right. it is. Adam doesn't want to see it anyways. Here it is. Um, <laughs> yeah. Show us, show us. So I think the coolest thing was this like hollow Sabacc game. Nice. They, it, I didn't get to see it in action, but they said it really works. And so to me, like as an adult on the ship, I feel like you're just constantly going to be sitting in this lounge. You know? Yeah, we're gonna be up, we're gonna be up so we're gonna get no sleep. Well, no. So we're gonna... that's my other thing. I advise people rest before you go on because you're not gonna want to sleep once you're on. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna want. I'm I'm actually torn from what we were talking about a couple few minutes ago about whether I'm gonna want to get off the ship and do the, yeah, the Batu adventure mission. Yeah. It sounds cool, like, and it probably could be super cool to choose that as part of your adventure. But I also want to spend as much time as I possibly can. Yeah, on the ship. you've been so to Batu enough. I've, I've been, been to Batu ten times. times. Yeah, fifteen times. Is like. there? Do you know if there's going to be anything if we didn't sleep per se? <laughs> Is there going to be experiences at, at two a.m., yeah. three a.m.? I we kind of asked the question. I don't have a definitive answer for you. It sounded like there wasn't necessarily going to be experiences at two a.m., but there will be crew members 
around and you are able to go wherever you want, you know, at, at 2 a.m. So if you want to sit in the atrium or the lounge all night, you can do that. If you want to walk through the bridge, I think you're going to be able to do that. So we're we're going to act like we're like we're like ten years like old. It's part of like my story. Sneaking around the hallway. It's part of my story that I don't go to sleep. <laughs> Acting stuff out like uh, I can't wait. Oh man! I told my girlfriend she's free to leave after this point when she sees how ridiculous this is going to be. Free to leave you that, to end the relationship. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Well, the the rooms are really cool too. You know, I think when it comes to the price. I do recommend for people that, you know, if you're not going on with your family, uh, you know, you're, you're really not going to be in your room that much. So I, I recommend to people like yourselves, like find a group of friends and go on and split the cost because that's what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're really not spending much time in your room. And I think that's the best way to experience it. So one last question from me, is her universe going to do any kind of star cruiser line? Ooh, um, on the outset, no, we don't have any merchandise in there because, you know, her universe as of right now, you know, is not a a brand in space. Right. So (laughs) you wouldn't expect her universe, like everything's in story. Mm -hmm. So you wouldn't expect her universe to be in this store. This is truly like in story. So, So no logos on any of the merch on the Star Cruiser, nothing like you see in Batu. Yes, nothing. Um, the only logos that are on the merch is the Chandrila Star Lines. Nice. Because the Halcyon is a part of the Chandrila Star Lines. So you do right. have, you know, Chandrila Star Lines or Halcyon Star Cruiser branded merch. And some of that, I mean, who knows? Some of that might be made available outside. I don't know. But like, as of right now, all of the merchandise is exclusive on the ship and they told us it would remain that way. So um, if you see something you like, definitely get it because otherwise you're not getting it unless you board the Halcyon Star (laughs) Cruiser again. Well, there goes my money. Um, (laughs) Hope I do okay next year. (laughs) (laughs) So Ashley, uh, thank you so much for being here. Do you have time for one or two questions from listeners of the podcast? I do. Awesome. Uh, We'll do... We'll do this one from Stacy Leanne. She wants to know, among other things, did you watch The Bad Batch? Have you watched Visions? What did you think if you've seen either of those series? I have not seen Visions yet. I uh, have heard great things about it. I love the anime style. I have seen half of Bad Batch, so I haven't finished the, the season yet, but I loved it. You know, Dee Bradley Baker is like family to me. And I love, just love the clones. Obviously, Ahsoka has a very close relationship with the clones. So it's a, kind of a very special show for me because of the people involved. So I really enjoyed it. Awesome. Dude, I just can't, I cannot even imagine the number of hours that Dee Baker put into that show. I, I mean. Yeah, it's a little overwhelming to think about. <laughs> it's unreal. There, there are some episodes where it's like the cast could, it's just one name basically. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's so good. No, he's, it's crazy. He is brilliant. He's one of the most brilliant actors I've, I've ever worked with to see him play multiple characters right in a row. And he transitions like flawlessly. It's awesome. Also from Stacy, uh, first of all, she wants you to know that she loves you. Oh, thank you, Stacy. <laughs> and that Ahsoka came into her life when she needed her the most. Aww. So she appreciates that. Thank you. And then her question, which is similar to a question from Kevin Doom, is about Mental Health Mondays and what motivated you to start doing that. Kevin wants to know how you managed to stay positive while addressing such hard topics. Well, thank you all so much for your kind words and your questions. You know, I became passionate about mental health. I mean, pretty much my whole life I've been an advocate for anti-bullying because I was bullied as a kid, but I had never experienced cyberbullying until a, a few years ago. I was viciously cyberbullied over something that was not true. In fact, we had proof it wasn't true. And it just was this accusation that was completely unfounded. And unfortunately, while I had proof it wasn't true, once it kind of went out into the internet, it took off and it didn't matter what I said. I was accused of something I didn't do, uh, you know, kind of like Ahsoka in, in Clone Wars, how she was accused of something she didn't do. And um, it, it kind of went viral. 
And I heard every awful thing you could ever hear. You know, you're an effing piece of trash. You should just go die. You're worthless. Oh my God. You know, it was, it was awful. I mean, hundreds of thousands of views and likes and comments. Like it was, it was awful. And, um, luckily I had all the support in the world behind me. I mean, I had Disney and Lucasfilm and Her Universe and Hot Topic. And after about five days, they were able to get the accusations pulled down and get the, you know, the negative comments to stop. But I was never able to clear my name. And they told me that it's best that I just move on and never say anything about it. Because if I do say something about it, then it's going to fan the flames and get people going again. And so I, I had to just move on while everyone thought these horrible things about me that just weren't true. Well, in the middle of all this, I happened to do a book signing at Nationwide Children's Hospital in Columbus, Ohio. And they're the leaders in our nation for children's mental health. I was there to help the patients, but in turn, like I was very broken. Like it really messed with my mind going through something like that. And the doctors and the hospital staff really helped me. And in many ways, I felt like my voice was taken away because I couldn't defend myself. And so really from that moment on, I I asked the hospital if they would help me. And I kind of pledged to be a voice for mental health and try to help people that are going through something similar to what I was going through and just kind of let them know that they were not alone. Because that was the thing that helped me is people letting me know you're not alone will help you get through this. And I did. And so I've just kind of been a fierce advocate ever since. Well, I think it goes without saying, or even if it doesn't, the impact you make on people's lives, even without the Mental Health Monday thing, your positivity is, is infectious. And I, I know it, it helps a lot of people. Clearly, Stacy's one of them, and we all appreciate you, for oh, sure. Yes. Thank you. Happiest friend I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. you Hands know, down. You, got, you all are very kind. I, I do feel, and, and Ryan knows this, I so badly want to be a real life version of Ahsoka Tano. I, I feel like I truly won the lottery by being the voice of Ahsoka. And it, it's, it's an honor that I, I constantly want to live up to. So Ahsoka to me represents hope and she represents light and all that is good. And, and even in the darkest of times, there's always light and there's always hope. And so I just view that that's my way that I can be a real life version of her is reminding people that there's no matter what you're going through, there's always hope and there's always light. Yeah. It's very, it's very important to do that on like a, a ground level between all of our bands, what you're doing, Ashley, like reaching people in your community is like ultimately what's going to like change the world for the better and being an impact and, and showing that there's hope. And, and what's great is that Star Wars is kind of the backdrop for all of us to do that. And, and it's just really a great thing and, and very much appreciated. Oh, well, thank you. Well, I had the chance to see Nick in concert <laughs> yeah. and I have to say <laughs> I was blown away. You know, it was, it was one of the first concerts that I think people had been able to go back to Yeah, yeah and it was. talking about hope and the amount of joy that you brought to everyone in that audience. Like it, it was mind blowing. <laughs> I, I just, you know, you, you all definitely do it through, you know, your talent and your music and everything that you do and through this podcast. So mutual admiration society for sure. <laughs> so with, with that one, what's your concert count up to now? <laughs> Um, Four? It's it's still under 10. Um, It's still under 10, but I have a feeling now that I'm friends with you all, that number is going to like, it's going to grow grow pretty quickly. Well, you're always invited. And, (laughs) you know, actually, I'm afraid for you to see me play a show. I have a a mouth like a drunken sailor on stage. I I apologize ahead of time. I'm so sorry. (laughs) No, it's all good. Well, Nick, Nick was very kind to get us up in the opera box and it was probably smart because this is y'all, this is how much of a Padawan I am. I had, of course I've heard about moshing, you know, know, I've heard about it, but I've never witnessed it. And, um, I, I couldn't believe it. I was like blown away. And so thank goodness I, I had like a, a safe seat. Yeah. <laughs> but I, it was like, I am, I, I'm so fascinated by it. And, and I, again, I was just so proud. Like I was, I was like a proud friend. I'm like, this is awesome. That's great. That's amazing. Yeah. That was one of the first, because our tour was so early 
post-COVID and post-vaccine kind of. On that tour, we were the first show in a lot of the venues, and that was, that was including the Orlando House of Blues. It was the first show they had in about two years. Wow. All right. Well, Ashley, uh, are there any things you would like to plug right now? Anything um, with her universe coming up for the holidays or anything? Actually, yes. Uh, There is a new holiday collection on her universe. Uh, We are about to launch our annual holiday pin. Um, It's 12 years running. It's a free gift with purchase of, I think, $40 or more. It's an adorable Star Wars pin. Um, Well, I don't think I can say just yet what it is, but every pin comes with an (laughs) autograph. I personally autographed 2,500 cards. So (laughs) Uh, while supplies last, you can get the pin. Um, But there's some really cool merchandise. And I, I did separately just myself design some Ahsoka ears for Disney that should be making their way to Disneyland and shop Disney very soon. So hopefully they look so cool. I loved seeing those. They're amazing. I was like, could I? Pull I was going to say I might want to wear them. <laughs> I, mean, I think you can. That's your costume for the Star Cruiser. I was going to say if we get to go, if we do end up going for the official trip before you get to go, Ashley, whether you get an early, you're going to get an early trip, but we'll make sure we get you some of those. Leku so that you can be Ahsoka in real life. Oh. We'll, yeah. we'll get them and bring them, bring them back to you. Thank you. Yeah, hand delivered to your front door. Oh my gosh. Well, y'all are too kind. Thank you. I, I think I'm going to get to go on prior, but I'll keep you posted. I should hope so. Um, but, but yeah, I, I think just for everyone listening, you know, wrapping up with Star Cruiser, um, the first three months are sold out, but there are still cruises after that. You know, you can sail this summer. Four months now are sold out. Oh, four months. Okay. Yep. So the first four months. You can't get in until July. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so yeah, but you can book starting in July. And I think kind of to wrap up, the number one question I got was about the price. I will say this. If you can afford to go on it, or if it's something that you can save for, I personally don't feel that anyone is going to come off of the Star Cruiser and regret it. I think everyone is going to feel like it was worth it, that they had truly one of the best Star Wars experiences of their entire life. And, you know, for those like like what you all are doing, find a group of friends and split it. Yeah. You know, you can fit five people per room and, you know, you're not going to be in your room that much. And it's it's better to do as a group. I really, really think so. So, you know, find a group and split it. And truly, go live your best Star Wars life because you will be living your best Star Wars life. Man, and I keep saying it. You can easily spend as much as each of us are spending on this on some whack, basic, normal cruise. Yeah. <laughs> Why not spend that on Star Wars? Or you know? or just three days at Disney World. Yeah, you can easily spend it easy. on With other hotel things. and park yeah. admission and food, three days at Disney World for a family could easily cost what it costs to split it to split it right right if you're paying for the whole room yourself that's that's pretty that's you're doing the you know get in a van and drive around to the rides private vip thing if you're spending that much but (laughs) if you can split it with a group of five people four to five people you're absolutely spending that much money to go you know i don't even know about a family i would say even going by yourself for three full days at disney with a hotel tickets and food you're going to come close to what you would spend for this experience, I think. Yeah, so go to space instead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And get dressed up and go to space. Like, let's go. <laughs> I, I was I was skeptical on the price going in, and I walked out saying, nope, it's 100% worth it. That's huge. Awesome. Sarah, how about you? Plug your things. My things. I am Sarah J. Mack on Instagram and TikTok, and I've got some new exciting things coming up, so follow me on socials to see what's going on. And if you're trying to book your trip, your Disney adventure, yes. hit up Sarah because it costs you nothing extra. Sarah gets paid regardless. Let her do your business. Yep. Disney pays my commission so I can happily book it for you, keep up to date with your final payments, get your lightsaber bookings, your Oka Cantina, everything done for you. Awesome. If you, listener, would like to follow the podcast on social media, you can follow us on Instagram at ThankTheMakerPod, on Twitter at ThankTheMaker. All of my stuff is at Adam the Skull. Mine is at William Ryan Key. All my socials are at Nick Bayside and episode 23 of the radio radio show is currently out. Also, we have new Thank the Maker merch, finally new designs. The two new ones are amazing. You're going to want that for your trip to Florida. Yes. You're going to want them. And those are pre-order, those designs. So they'll take a minute to get in, but they're amazing. Ashley, you, we need to get you the Anakin one. It's yes. incredible. Oh, yeah. It's so good. And if you would like to support this podcast directly, patreon.com slash thankthemakerpod is where you can do that. We have folks listening in with us right now, live, all the mess ups, everything in between, hanging out with Ashley Eckstein. 
as a part of their patronage. You can do that at patreon.com slash thank the maker pod. Be a part of our little community. It's dope. We appreciate it. And it for real helps pay the bills. It keeps the lightsabers on (laughs) as Ryan says, everyone. Thanks for listening. Ashley, thank you so much for being here. It's great to see you again. Thank you so much for having me. Enjoy your cruise on the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. We will. And until next time, may the force be with you. 